Listeners of the Reject Nation, uh, we, we got to hurry this up. Um, we're we're going to re- review Secret Invasion Episode 5 today. Let's roll that intro. Oh, yeah, and I should probably mention we're going to be at Comic-Con uh, this Saturday, 1 o'clock p.m. The Neil Auditorium, I think is what it's called. So if you're going to Comic-Con, please stop by. We'd love to see you there. Kobe Smolders. Oh, because the TV. I always, every time, I'm I'm struck by that. <laughs> All righty. All righty. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, I, I feel like we should just talk about it right now. Right now. Because so much happened. Everything There was happened. this chaos. Oh, my God. There was a crazy cacophony of events. It's <laughs> <laughs> a display of duplicitousness and, o- and overwhelming zeal. Of any show, it is a show of duality and duplicitousness. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. All right. Any dichotomies. Coy, what is the first topic you think we should talk about? Uh, I like the leveling up of the betrayal of Fury that he had no actual direct cause. And I like that Fury's always like recovering from his own mistakes. I like that we've seen now the depths of that and that he didn't really learn from his other lessons. Like I feel like Nick Fury's this great uh, fallible character. So uh-huh. I really enjoyed him being the one responsible for Gravik's uh, original idea. So harvesting... The wounds from the past. Yes. Because mm. Nick Fury in the comics is always like, oh, I did a thing, and I've got to really figure it out and how to recover it. And they, they, they captured that here. That is true. They did capture it well. John, what did you think of his reasoning not to call in the Avengers? I thought it was... Uh, uh, I'm of two minds about it. I understand on the one hand, you know, the brilliant tactician's mind is certainly one of the greater assets. However, given the physical nature of this conflict, I do feel it's a little maybe short-sighted not to involve someone who could intervene on a cosmic level. Yeah. Uh, so maybe not the best writing decision given what we know this universe is capable of. It seems like the show being very pressured to be like, well, we're doing a ground-level show, so we have to keep to that. Even though we're going up against scrolls who now have superpowers and who are going to start a <laughs> world war <laughs> guys, some of our most tense allies. I don't know if you're aware. He got his eye patch back. Everything's <laughs> yeah. Got my eye patch back and my pistol. <laughs> he is fully a superhero again. Yeah. He is Nicholas J. Fury. Yes. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the action in this episode. Um, I really the action stunts. was good. Yeah, the stunts were solid. I enjoyed um, the the leveling up, but I definitely worry that there's one left. Like, I don't know how they're going to finish this show. This episode oh. shined for stunts and for scene work. Yeah, I, I, would, I think this was the first episode, though, that... Okay, yes. We'll take it one subject at a time. Mm. Instead of compounding these two subjects into one. Whoa, whoa, what are you guys doing? Whoa. I think we're at a buffet right yeah, now. What's going on? Plot, 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 plot. No, a little bit of every plot. Yeah. plot. This is a singular plot. Let's talk about the action while we're action. selling some pros. Action, okay. yeah. It was, it was fine. It was good. It was good. I liked that I was it was practical. I liked Priscilla yeah. and Amelia Clark, Gaia. Bang banging it up, and uh, them taking on a whole squad of people. They're just that highly trained, and yeah, I think in terms of gunplay and some violence, even even the mutiny moment against Gravik was well directed, well well stunt worked, reasonably violent, and and um, hit just enough. Doesn't quite capture anything I would say is visceral, but it's enjoyable. 
Uh, yeah. And I think that it's inventive at times. Like, it's still, you know, very good for a, a, a TV show. Like, it does its moments. It's got little pops. I would, I would say yes to that, too. I'm sensing a certain tone here. Uh, <laughs> a tone, this you is, say? This <laughs> overall tone of this review is exactly what you hope for. creative <laughs> <laughs> this, this show started off with a very different tone in these reviews. And it is, it, it is, uh, it is taking a certain direction that we will wait till episode six before it we. It is get so it. interesting that these shows tend to have this. We uh, are not done with the subjects. Course. The action subjects. was good. The, the, the stunts were quality. All right, this is the most um, Amelia Clark we have gotten. I think is that correct? I'd say this in the first episode. This was very heavily focused on her. She gets to be more of her own character as of this episode with no one to be part of no one else's story to be a part of it's more her journey through this i think the writing and direction is all uh making it feel flat though with what she's going through gotta say it i gotta call it out uh i don't think that this should be like her the whole thing is like she's grieving and she's got to make the she got I don't know some bullshit about going on a path or something right. And, <laughs> I uh, said words that I love yeah, path uh, nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> and the entire time I was like, oh god, this this has like this seems like it's getting lost in the void of where emotion should be. It's really interesting because the show uh, is the, all the same director. It's all the same mapped out budget. It knows what it needs to be, and it's it's like clockwork where these shows no. have a point where it's like oh what happened yeah it's beginning to feel a lot like christmas i don't want to say yeah <laughs> definitely not that <laughs> i don't want to say it's monotonous but but it's so short it's, that it's like exact. confusing that it's like it needs to be more and less at once it's becoming more by the numbers and less exciting and less thrilling less everything that was really great about the first couple episodes and you started to see a little bit of signs in the third episode mm -hmm. and those signs started to magnify the fourth, in the fourth. Uh -huh. and then here i'm like okay this is the first time i feel like the shadow has been cast in terms of the problems that have been just kind of coming through the weeds yeah. and it's now yeah. taking over the, it, is a, it is a house on the sand that is <laughs> the sand has been going over the house is, is why I'm feeling because it's by no means terrible no it is by no means terrible it and maybe you guys feel different which I'm uh, good for you if you are able to watch this and feel differently when watching it uh, but I think a lot of the uh, striking visual components uh, are, are definitely way more absent than ever and and yeah, I'm just talking from a storytelling point. I mean, are there some MCU stuff, uh, exciting things to come? Maybe, uh, but at this point, I'm like, that doesn't really matter. Matters uh, is just making a good show. And this one, uh, we're not done with goods. Let's shift a little <laughs> bit. Olivia Coleman's character. Olivia Coleman always delights. It's so delight. good to have on screen. Absolutely, is pure joy incarnate. Every dialogue choice, like I like that you could read the sentences from a lesser actor and it'd be like, well, that's just dialogue. But she makes it punchy. Like she's yeah. really good at making dialogue that shouldn't work. Sing and has great chemistry with Sam Jackson. The great chemistry with everybody. Going, yeah, yeah, but it's I like mean, impressive. Yeah, and I and I like the way. She is very free to do a character, and I feel like Sam Jackson has been very free to like put a lot of his own soul into this. Yes. I feel like he feels more 
not just like Sam Jackson, but someone who's bringing, you know, the struggles of their own life to a story that at least wants to be big and impactful. And also he's got some of his flavor and rhythm. And it's fun to see him in a Marvel situation where he is allowed to really kind of spread his wings a little bit in the limited scenes that allow for that. Uh, I think my favorite character is Priscilla. She is the best character. <laughs> She's the most interesting character. Her, the actress, uh, what what is her name? Uh, Charlene Woodard. She's she's just so natural and and like I just love watching her. She draws me in. She's just got so much life. Every turn she takes, I really enjoyed. The, and I like that you pointed out the the dialogue. It was like a lock off shot we just like lived in, but that turn felt so earned, but also, like, her recovering from the emotion also felt so earned. Like, not only does she have a moment of, like, raw emotion because of something she said, but also, like, her, and this is you being this, and, like, I was just really impressed. She yeah. seems to be one of the few characters who convincingly, at least, who, like, emotionally exists at that fulcrum of, like, being in the heart of a really tough, you know, political like geo astro political situation, but also someone who was having like this personal struggle and who has just a really interesting, I don't know, just the life they've given her as a character is easily the most interesting. Yeah, she doesn't try to play it like overly dramatic. She just feels like a, a real human being. And I love that the history of her actually seems like she has been here the whole time Mm -hmm. you know and not just because this is a character you're implying has been part of nick fury's life the past few decades right Mm -hmm. and that he's had a secret wife this whole time and secret wife secret wife secret wife invasion uh (laughs) you feel it's like oh yeah i can i actually got the sense that she really not only understands her character but the marvel world and everything like i think she does it's the right balance I think she does a phenomenal job, and and anytime she's been here, I'm like, you have been a, a an absolute welcome addition. Gravik um, is uh, he's going down a path that I saw a comment on one of our last video. And I was like, how did Gravik end up a better villain than Gore? And you know, then it turned into a whole other conversation about Taika Waititi, of course. But <laughs> the uh, but Gravik's great. I think Gravik is great. Again, it, it uh, to me, everything just felt like it was sort of getting undercut by trimming, uh, things being too short, and the just the overall like because before it was like all right maybe this is a little short but I'm at least liking the way that this is being directed yeah and now I, was I like, really like the writing I like this scene work. yeah now I'm like no a lot of this is not really singing that loud anymore <laughs> and so and even the scene work feels sacrificed for it ex- that's my point is like the things that the actors are still showing up and doing a great job but all the scene work stuff that was once like well this makes up for it is now not feeling like it's making up for it now because it's it it's it's like wow this is just going quicker well, and quicker when it when it doesn't feel like the doesn't feel like intensity is ramping up it doesn't feel like uh stakes are ramping up even if you have graphic saying i'm raising <laughs> state it does not feel like things are truly ramping up it it just seems like they're now just trying to get it over with yeah <laughs> and it's a little bit it, to me it feels like a missed opportunity in the sense and we'll see how it ends. You know, it could there could be a tremendous finale coming our way. But I feel like this is highlighting something that has been a curiosity to me since this show started, which was, OK, I know Falcon and the Winter Soldier was an attempt to do something kind of in this vein, but that was hampered by a lot of outside real world circumstances. This doesn't have that. So now we're moving into a piece of the story where I'm like, 
okay, this is all very familiar. The bad guy, for whatever his political aspirations are and his, you know, his uprising, you know, whole philosophy is, he's basically just trying to get a magic MacGuffin so he can get really powerful and then cause a lot of destruction and then we got to stop it. And that's pretty familiar and it doesn't really take this whole World War Three and like, ooh, we're going to create like a false flag situation or something where, you know, we have them bomb us to create this spark of, oh, our people are going to think we're being attacked and all oh, the Russians are going to think they're being attacked. Like it, it pays face value to that stuff or, or lip service to that stuff. But I don't really think that they've committed to like having a political thriller that's really a political thriller. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you going to do? You know, it's not like you can this stuff better uh, <laughs> it's just it's really interesting it, it just started so strong for me and i and it is a, an odd tradition of of disney plus yeah like loki got better um and and like wandavision was like five out of six for me but like the the rest of all felt like diminishing returns like in one way or another whether it's hawkeye being something that's really fun and novel and buddy copy but then like as soon as they introduce a character we want to be you know more like something we know it's just like oh and then it just the last the last little bit of that show felt left like falcon the winter soldier it felt like it had to take a left turn in order to recover i don't know it's just it's really interesting because you know the show is going to end away when you start making it (laughs) yeah it's just really odd to like let that happen again. Yeah. The proportions do seem very strange for the way they've done a lot of these shows. And yeah, it's like WandaVision and Loki set this tone where you're like, yeah, cool. Like you could have maybe got one or one more, but like mostly everything's there. And now lately it's either been like too long or too short. <laughs> like, and, and yeah, there's like a sweet spot that I don't know if they have found. More werewolf by night. Yeah. More one offs, uh, yeah. All righty. Well, guys. Uh, this is my least favorite episode of the season so far. I'm going to leave it at that. We'll see how the entire package ends up being delivered by the end here. Is it your least favorite? Did you say? Yeah. Um, Probably. It's got the least cohesive amalgamation of everything. There are still good moments, but yeah, this is not the most it's cohesive got, episode. It's got its moments, but every, everything constantly just kept feeling like being cut too short. And if they kept feeling like they were like, on to the next scene, on to the next scene. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of like martini shot, martini yeah, shot. Yeah. You would think that there would be a button or some kind of coda to a lot of things or, or things would constantly feel like, okay, now we're starting to cook. Oh, wait, we're cutting away again and we're resetting the build of momentum. <laughs> yeah. Odd. Very odd penultimate. All righty. Well, you're looking at three satisfied fans. Man, oh man, <laughs> do we it. feel complete. Um, what do you guys think? Let us know down below, but we'll, of course, come back for the finale. Bear it opt- uh, hopeful. Hopeful. Excited. Hopeful. It's going to be good. That they that they go, you know what? Let's make this great. Um, great tick. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is life. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts down below. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be a comic con. <laughs> uh, come visit us. Thank you. Thank you guys for, um, for being here. Yep. Yep. Um, hey, I think let's shout out a patron. Why don't Why don't we do that? Oh, gonna, after that exit, they got, they're going to yeah, love it. Yeah, <laughs> whoever, yeah, yeah. Whoever's still here, like you know what? I want to be on this like, episode. I want to be shouted. I am. This is the I one. This is the episode. Is the or, this is please, what I want. Please, please shout me out. Flev Doran. Woo! Flev, are you liking it? Are you liking this, Flev? You're a You're a big fan of all these properties. You, you, you're like, yeah, this is, this is my jam right here. This is what I want. Flip Dorn's a good scroll name. 
Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure he made this exact same thing. Did I? Look out. Pretty sure he said that. Did I make that joke? We'll have to dig back in the archives. Did yeah. we do Flevin another? I remember every single time someone repeats a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you remember other stuff. You've got this weird bag of like, I'm going to remember joke repeats. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be my thing. Because it's not funny now. And now yeah. I'm upset. Is it really to this 100% I original jokes. Percent. Well, yeah. that's how much it's a scroll name. Yeah. Flev will, will correct us. Flev's like, I'm a Flevic. new patron. Either way, Flev, <laughs> while this episode did not fill us with life, you fill us with life Dude. constantly. So, because your energy is is like when... Flappable. Do you remember at the end of Pokemon, uh, the movie... When he caught when, them all? No, he actually didn't do that in the movie. Uh, in the movie, when we thought Ash was dead, yep. and then yeah. all the Pokemon cried and their tears... We'll come back up. ...love... Yeah, they resurrected him. Yeah, from the dead. That's what you are like for us. Yeah. You are the Pokemon's tears. <laughs> You're the very best that no one was before. Encapsulated in humanoids with life. So, thank you, Fled, for being you and for always being here. And I hope you have a great week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Same Z's.